Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Matthew chapter number 14, verses 22 through and including 33 reads, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he came when evening, I'm sorry, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. Reason why they thought it was a ghost, I'm not done reading. Do you remember the story in the Bible when there was a man who was demon-possessed? And Jesus asked them, what's your name? He said, "Our name, my name is Legion, for we are many. And God, Jesus delivered this demon-possessed man. And the Bible says that the evil spirits entered into some pigs, some swine. And the swine fell off a cliff and they died. History says that in the time of Christ, this lake was inundated with these spirits. So as Jesus is walking on top of water, the disciples were under the impression that it was a ghost. Verse 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, take three classes of institute, go through membership, and then come. Come, Jesus said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Three things Peter did. Got down, (laughs) walked, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Peter says, 
if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. And Jesus replies, okay, come. Today I want to talk about the experiences we go through in life and how do we navigate these experiences from the perspective of God being with you when life struggles take its course. Peter experiences God in a way that God enables him to do what Peter would have never thought he would have done in his life. I'm sure that when Jesus called Peter and Peter decided to follow Jesus, Peter had no idea the moment God called him that he was going to walk on water. Can you imagine that? You go to your local pool in your neighborhood, go to your community pool, and you just start walking over water. Peter had no idea that when God called him to be a follower of Jesus, he was going to walk on water. He had no idea. That was the furthest thing from Peter's mind. I want to submit to you this morning that there are things that God has in store for us that we can't even fathom God wants to do in us and through us. Peter had no idea he was going to walk on water. But what caused him to do something he had no idea he was going to do was one of the worst storms of his life. Sometimes we expect that we're going to see the greatness of God in great moments. But the greatness of God is often seen and demonstrated in our worst moments. When I look at the scripture, and we've read the scripture multiple times, we have a tendency of saying, Peter failed. Peter failed. The dude failed. My question to you is, did he really fail? Did he really fail? Was he really a failure? Well, to some degree, yes, he did fail. Peter's failure occurred the moment Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. So there is a message that tells us if you keep your eyes on Christ, there's a high probability that when storms come your way, you can continue to navigate the storm because you can do what Paul says, I've got my eyes fixed on the prize. It's good. But then the Bible says that immediately after he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. And so we say, Peter failed. And then Jesus says, Peter, when Jesus picks up Peter from the water, he says, man of little faith. And we condemn Peter and we call him a failure because he began to sink. But he wasn't the only one that failed that day. He was not the only one that was failing that day. There were 11 bigger failures that day. Because while Peter took his passion and the disposition to walk on water, there were 11 that decided, I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going nowhere. Sometimes we have a habit of condemning people who are trying to get out of debt, trying to be happy, trying to excel, and we're stuck in our boat of complacency saying, look at him, he failed again. I'd rather fall and get up than never fall at all. 
Peter's failure was public. But these 11 failures was private. Hiding in the boat. Not daring to bust a move. But I want to encourage you today because for those of us who are believing God for great things, the first thing God is going to challenge us, as we, if we want to see where God wants to take us, we've got to be willing to get out of the boat. Now, the boat could be your house. The boat could be your commodity. Your boat could be the hell you're in. The boat could be the situation you're struggling. I'm here to tell you today that your deliverer, that the answer to your problem is not inside of your mess. The answer to your problem is in the middle of a storm. Now the question is, which is worse, the storm or the boat you're in? Jesus is walking over water. And the 12 disciples are watching the scenario happening outside of the boat. And they all get in panic attack. But all of a sudden, Jesus starts walking over water. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you. Have you ever doubted the Lord? Have you ever doubted the Lord? No, Pastor, I'm so holy, I never doubt Jesus. Me and Jesus, we are BFF forever. He was my first friend on Facebook. Okay. I've been through moments in my life where I've really doubt if God was really there with me. There have been moments in my life where I wasn't really sure because there, there, there are times that I feel God. There are times that I feel his presence. There are times that God gives me an audible word. There are times that God speaks to me directly. There are times I, I'm driving and as I'm driving, I see signs in the air that says God is with me. But let me tell you, there are some times in my life when God doesn't speak to me. There are some times in my life when my hairs don't get up. There are some times in my life when I don't hear the right song at the right time. I'm here to tell you today, just because you don't hear him and just because you don't feel him and just because you're not getting a word, that does not mean that God is not there. He might not be on the boat, but he's in the middle of the storm. He's in the middle of your problem. He's in the middle of your agent. Listen, you, we, we got to learn how to know that God, that God is not there, but he's there. I don't know if that makes sense. I've learned in my walk to realize God being there when he's not there. He's there when he's not there when I can see him in spite of the fact that I can't see him. That didn't make sense. Let me explain him. There are times, there are times, there are times that I need God to open a door and the door doesn't open. But because it didn't open, the fact that it didn't open is a sign that he's there. Why? Because the door being closed, I should have been dead by now. The door being closed, I should have been burnt by now. The door being closed, I should have been depressed by now. But depression hasn't killed me. My poverty hasn't destroyed me. The hell I'm going through hasn't defeated me. So that means that God is with me even though I don't got what I want. Listen, church, when you understand that, your help could be upside down. But when you know that you know that you know that God is there, even if he's not there, you can say, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. So God is challenging us today to step out of the boat. Now, now, now for us to be in a boat is no big deal. A boat for fishermen represent security. These cats, with the exception of Matthew, they were fishing. There was a sense of comfort being on a boat in the middle of a storm. The Lord is calling us today to step out 
of the boat. Now, why does Jesus want you to step out of your boat? I'm going to give you five reasons, and I'm going to close. Stepping out of the boat will expose you to greater things. If you continue to stay in the boat you're in, you will never see the things God would want you to see. Because when you decide to step out of the boat, stepping out of the boat will expose you to supernatural things. Of all the 12 disciples, Peter was the only one who can tell the fellas that I walked on water. You will never see God do supernatural work in your life if you play it safe. You will never see God work on your behalf if you're trying to play life safe. You will ne never, never, never. What did I tell you Sunday, last Sunday? He who lays down his life will keep his life. And he who keeps down his life will lose his life. If you start believing God and you start stepping out of the boat in faith and you start walking in the supernatural, you're going to start seeing stuff that others can't see. Peter was the only one who saw the glory of walking on top of water. Do you want God to show himself mighty in your life? You've got to be willing to get out of the boat. Stepping out of the boat will expose you to supernatural things. The other thing is that stepping out of the boat will build your faith. It builds your faith. When people walk on water and trust God and experience God's power, your faith is strengthened. Listen, you know, you know that many of us, we only serve God in the faith of salvation. We only know the only faith we exercise is the faith of salvation. I believe God's going to save me. I believe my name is in the book of life. I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm redeemed. I have faith in God. Yeah, but there's more faith in God than just being faith, saved by faith. That's one level of faith. But there, 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 there's faith in God that is the faith that allows you to believe he's a healer. But you cannot believe and have faith in God that he's a healer unless you're sick. You cannot have God, faith in God to be a provider if you haven't been through poverty and through moments of, of, of scarcity. You, you, you can't believe God as a sustainer of a family if you haven't been through a fight in your marriage. But the moment you go through the storms of life, the storms of life will build up your faith to believe that if God did this, that if God did that, that if God healed my body, he can deliver me from this storm I'm going through today. Stepping out of the boat will build your faith. God will always stretch us to get out of the boat. God will always encourage us to go. Because he wants to build our faith. He wants to strengthen our belief system. Stepping out of the boat will expose you to greater things. Number two, stepping out of the boat will expose you to supernatural. Number three, stepping out of the boat will build your faith. Number four, stepping out of the boat sets you up. For a testimony. I can't imagine Peter at the age of 80. Telling all the little kids. Get a little glass of water. Get his cup from the glass of water. Put on his teeth. So guys. I remember. When I walked down water. I remember. I started walking over water. Listen. If you don't get out of the boat, you will never have a testimony to say. It is your faith in God and doing what may seem impossible that will qualify you to have a witness to tell somebody. The Lord is looking for a church that can be able to witness to a world of the power of God. That's why in Acts chapter number 3, 
When there was a man lame at the gate called Beautiful, Peter was not afraid to cause this man to get up on his feet. Why? Look what happened. The Bible says that the lame man asked Peter for money, but Peter was broke like a joke. But Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have. No, I ain't got no money. I ain't got nothing. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. But what I have, I'm going to give to you. What was it that Peter had? What was Peter's currency? Peter's currency was was testimony he was able to see Jesus die on the cross but he was able to see Jesus rise from the dead he was able to see Jesus lift him in the middle of a sinking storm I'm here to tell you today your testimony is the greatest weapon you have to build others into becoming disciples of Christ stepping out of the boat will set you up for a testimony Here's another one. Stepping out of the boat will lead you to Christ. As long as you are in the boat, you're saying, I got this. Because you're, these guys were used to working in a boat. None of them had experience walking on water. These guys knew how to ray, put up the sail and put the anchor and sail left and sail right and, and roll the boat gently down the stream. They knew how to do all that. But what they did not know how to do was walk on water. But once you start walking on, stepping out of the boat, the first thing you need to do is say the only point of reference of someone that can do this is Jesus and because he's walking on water that's my model that's my pattern that's the way I'm walking I'm here to tell you church I'm here to tell you friend you want to be successful in life go get a degree go get a degree get two get three get 20 but none of that guarantees success the only thing that guarantees success when the storms of life come is you keeping your eyes focused on your savior you can have a doctorate degree but when cancer hits your body Ain't no degree in the world that can set you free. You can have a master's degree, but when your wife packs up her bags and leaves the house, your master's degree can't bring her back. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, he is the author. He is the finisher. He is able to restore what has been broken. He said, I'm going to keep my eyes on Christ. Peter was walking. Looking at Jesus, and he was able to walk on water. Peter was walking, his eyes on Jesus, as if to say, I don't know how to do this, but I'm looking at you. The way you walk is the way I walk. But there comes a moment in life, in our Christian walk, that just because we know three songs now, and we don't have to read the, 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 the screen now, we think we're spiritual now. And now we don't need to look at Jesus no more. Because we've been coming to church for three months now. And we think we, we don't need God no more. Because now we our marriage is okay. And, and, our, and our money ain't funny. And, and things are better. And now I'm living good. But I'm here to tell you, you would not be able to catch your breath if it weren't for Jesus. You wouldn't be able to get up in the morning if it were not for Jesus. Don't you get so caught up in yourself that now you feel you don't need him. Because the moment you take your eyes off of Jesus, your marriage is going to start stinking. Your family is going to start sinking. Your finances is going to start stinking. And I'm not going to wait till I'm about to drown to reach up to Jesus. My eyes are going to be focused on Christ. My heart is going to be anchored in the Lord. I want to be who God wants me to be 
Peter felt like, it's all good. I'm doing it just like you. Got you. And he began to sink. I like that the Bible says that Peter began to sink. Because had it read and Peter sank, then I mean the dude drowned and died. But it doesn't say Peter sank. It said Peter began to sink. And while he was sinking, Jesus was looking at Peter. And he's looking at him long enough to let him fight for his life. But short enough to reach him enough before he drowns in his mess. And he grabs him in the middle of chaos. Now, now, see, 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 see. Your level of faith in God will always take you to another level of crisis. Let me explain. Before Peter started walking on water, his biggest crisis was a storm. When Peter starts walking on water, the biggest crisis is he's about to die. He's no longer focused about the storm hitting the boat. His focus now is I'm about to die. But that little increment of problem is going to increase his level of faith. That's why That's why when, when, when you believe God for something and you feel like God ain't doing it and he ain't doing it, he's going to take you to another level of believing so that when you're focusing on this new challenge, God's going to give you the power to overcome the old challenge so that by the time he gets you free, you can look back at all that God has done on your behalf. Stepping out of the boat has got to lead you to Christ. If you want to experience the, power, experience the powers of God in your life, you've got to take a step of faith. Friends that are here today, I don't know how your boat is today. I don't know how good it looks. I don't know if you feel like those guys in the Titanic, it'll never sink. God himself can't sink this ship. But let me tell you something. When storms come, baby, they come. And they come wrong. And you don't plan them. There's no evacuation system when storms come. But having your eyes on Christ will always give you a perspective of who God is. I told you stepping out of the boat will take you to greater things. Stepping out of the boat will expose you to the supernatural. Stepping out of the boat will build your faith. Stepping out of the boat will set you up for a testimony. Stepping out of the boat will lead you to Christ. And stepping out of the boat requires Risky obedience. Peter says, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. He didn't give him a training. He didn't say, take first step left, next step right. No, he said, just come. Dug it out. Come. Risky obedience. Sometimes we want to obey God when everything makes sense. God is saying, no, things don't make sense, obey. I want you to obey me. And as you do, you're risking it all. When we learn to discern the calling of God in our lives and respond with a yes and get out of the boat, then and only then will we really experience God's power in our lives. So my question to you is, what is keeping you in the boat? 
Or, or, or is it that we want to be like everybody else? The majority, the 11, stood in the boat. One decided to be different. What's keeping you from making the greatest decision in your life of giving Jesus your heart? What? Friends? The 11? Pressure? What, what, what's keeping you from staying in your boat, which you know is undergoing a havoc and a storm? What's keeping you there? When the one who can solve your problem is calling you out of your mess. Could it be fear? Fear for what you can't see. Fear to follow a Christ you cannot see. So you rather hold on to things and friends you could see over a God and a Jesus you can't. Could it be fear? And if that's your response, I want to encourage you to give your faith an opportunity for you to experience God at a greater level. You've got to step out of the boat. You've got to step out of Today, the Lord brought you here today to tell you, step out of the boat. Because once you step out of the boat, here's what happens. Stepping out of the boat will always conquer complacency. You know that many of us are stuck where we're at because we're complacent. Well, at least I'm not that bad. I mean, he slaps me once a week. That's okay. She plays me dirty twice a month. I, I, I could deal with that. I'm not happy, but I pay the bills. Don't be complacent. Step out on faith. Step out on, let's not be like the 11. Step out on faith. One was willing to follow Jesus when everybody else was willing to stay in their boat. They didn't want to take the risk of getting out of the boat. They didn't want to take the risk of trying something they've never tried before. But Peter said, I'm going to try something new because the same thing I'm doing ain't working. I got to try something different. Peter didn't try walking on water because it was exciting. He was scared to death. But he said, this is as bad as it's going to get. I need to step out of the boat. Today the Lord has brought you here to tell you what Jesus told Peter. Come. Because my friend, the moment you step out of your boat, I promise you, your life will never, ever be the same. So today Jesus is looking for Peters in their boats. Today Jesus is walking on the storms of life, looking for people who are about to capitulate and sink in the boat of their soul. And Jesus is looking for Peters who would say, Lord, if you tell me to come, I will go. Today the Lord is looking for someone to say, Jesus, if you give me a chance, I will walk. I might not understand. I, not, I don't know how to do it. I don't know this church thing. All I know is that I just want to be where you are. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray. For people who want to get out of their boat. You know what's crazy? The Bible says, verse 22, immediately after 
Jesus tells them to get on the ship. When you read the scripture prior to that, verse 22, you're going to see the story of the multiplication of bread and fish. Jesus took five pieces of bread and two fish. And he was able to feed 5,000 people. Let me say it again. Jesus took five loaves of bread and two fish. And he fed 5,000 people. The Bible says that there was 12 baskets left over with fish and bread. And Jesus told the disciples, take the 12 baskets and put it in the boat. There were 5,000 men hungry. Jesus takes five pieces of bread and two fish, multiplies it. Twelve baskets. There were 12 disciples. Twelve baskets were left over. Jesus tells the disciples, take the baskets, put them on the boat. And then the storm arose. In the boat, you had 12 disciples. You had 12 baskets. And each basket was for one of the disciples. And the basket represented God did a miracle. And he made a way where there was no way. But in the middle of a storm, 12, 11 of the 12 got so blinded that they didn't even notice that right in front of them they had a testimony of what God had done the day before. They were so caught up in their storm that they, they, they didn't take out the time to say, wait a minute, but God just multiplied bread and fish. If he did that, surely he could do this. Today the Lord wants you to step out of your boat because he doesn't want you to hold on to the baskets of your past. He wants you to embrace the waters of your future. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.